Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dacius on our next episode with a special guest. Special guest, her name is Sadie Oiliana, and she's a natural born leader and she'll use her personal challenging experience and her driving reason to serve and support others. And I think that's the ultimate goal when people put themselves behind and then help others. So let's welcome Sidi Oriana. Sidi, how are you today? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me and inviting me over. I'm so glad to be here. All right, we're excited to have you today, and I think we're going to have a very rich and organic conversation. So before further ado, let's introduce DP Podcast, Divine Purpose Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Dasius Facility Management. Dasius Facility Management, they will manage your property with a variety of services. Divine Purpose Podcast with another episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? Or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Once again, we back with you with um, another episode. Excited to have you. So, um, Sadie Oiliana, she was born in Guatemala, and she she speaks multiple languages: Spanish, English, and French. And she will tell us more about herself. And we very excited to have her. Sadie, what can you tell us about you? Well. Um as I said, I'm glad to be here, and anybody that is watching here, I mean, you're part of it. You're already here, so yes. thank you for joining us. Um, as I've said, I am. I was born and raised in the city of Guatemala yes. and until the age of 16. Okay. I moved to New York then, um, later on to California, and then to Oklahoma in 2004, mm. and, and so that gives you a broad perspective of where I've been and where I am now. Wow. So big apple to California, like mostly like the major cities, right? (laughs) So let's talk about um, the reason we, we, we like to have our guests take us to a journey. So like I said, I think our conversation is mostly based on a journey. We need to understand what it takes to be a great leader. So, how was how was it for you when you got to the Big Apple? Did you experience any culture shock? That was a culture shock indeed. Guatemala <laughs> is known to have an eighty degrees in Fahrenheit all year long, year round, and especially the city. And they moved to California. I mean, New York during the winter time, and I had to attend school. The school, my my dad's apartment was in close proximity to the school, so I had to walk to school 10 blocks every day, every morning, during the snow. And so it was snowing really bad, and I had to assimilate to the weather, to the environment, to uh, my new 
uh, household. I mean, yep. it was it was me with my dad while I was at, back at home. It was my mom, a single mom, moved to, with my dad, and he, I was a, a my dad was a single dad. Okay. And, but the the environment itself was completely different, and okay. so yes, it was a huge contrast. Uh, except that they have really good food, so <laughs> that I would. <laughs> oh wow! I, I'm glad you 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 compare the food because it's um, we had a guest. Um, she was talking about hamburger. Hamburger was like a culture shock because when she was back in her country, she she used to just see those type of food on TVs, but she was there enjoying it. So let's 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 go like a 360. We'll go back to the future. Let's go back to the future. What was your dynamic growing up in Guatemala? So what I was born the year of a massive earthquake. Okay. In a third world country. And also during the peak of a civil war. If you know about the, the United Fruit Company, yep. that that created a lot of conflict and yep. and there were a lot of interest in play. And so finally when the the population did not agree with what was going on. They raised and created, uh, there was a conflict. And so by the eighties, the, the pick of the conflict was there. And so I was born the year where it was becoming harder to leave. It was not safe. Okay. And, and, and so um, time moving forward, um, being born that year of an earthquake with in a third world country with all the political conflict and all the, the civil conflicts, it was very challenging. Mm. However, my parents made sure that I was busy with a church, with uh, education, and in every possible sport or activity I could be part of. <laughs> and, and so they, they tried to keep a shelter as much as possible. No, and I'm, I'm and thank you for sharing. This is very important, and uh, I appreciate you taking us to that journey. Let's, let's try to, because I don't think people have a chance to ever evaluate our parents in terms of what they do. And can you take us to, if you had to evaluate your parents' effort to make you who you are now? Or wow. can you, yeah, so I don't know if you want to dive deep in that. I am a fortunate daughter of two hardworking parents. Uh, my mom was a, a, a single mom uh, while I, she was raising us. It was four of us, but then there was another family that came to live our, at our house. Okay. And, and so in total, it was 10 children being raised at that house. Okay. So my grandma took a, was a, an instrumental part of it. My grandmother, uh, my mom, my aunts. So it's, it's all about the family. They were trying to raise 10 of us in that same house, uh, sharing one bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but all hardworking individuals. My mom was an entrepreneur. She was a hardworking lady and, and my grandma as well. And so I had the, the example of hardworking um, woman in the okay. house. Then when I moved to live with my dad as well, hardworking individual. He was, uh, his story, it, it's also very interesting. And so both of them were highly uh, involved with the community and leaders in the community. And that got my dad in trouble 
as okay. if he was speaking for, <laughs> for other people, and that it, it, it was it was not the easiest time to do it. Okay. Um, so, how important do you would you say that your dad or your your mom or your grandma um, character shape who you are now? Because you you saying they are hard workers, outspoken, focus on on popular other people. How do you think this kind of shape and give you a trait of who you are now? Well. I guess we can go into the nature versus nurture. Yeah. Um, my, um, I, I really believe God created me with a purpose. Yeah. I, I, I know that He made me someone that He He needed me in, in this world, and so He put the right people in my path to shape me into who I am today. And so my parents, my grandparents, and my grandma especially, and my aunts were highly instrumental individuals in my life, positive or negative. They were needed in my life. They 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 are the people that shaped me to who I am today. Mm, wow! And I think um, we all grateful we have them in our lives so let's switch to another session where we're gonna talk about um <clears throat> what are the three most challenging event in your life and how do they challenge you what are the three most challenging event in your life and how do they challenge you let's start with um growing up my, my the way i was the place i was raised into but then moving to the united states it was a very challenging time. Uh, I was fortunate to know how to communicate in, in Spanish, English, and some French. I will not say that I'm as fluent, okay. but I, w I am able to stay, uh, understand, and survive. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was an easier transition. But the environment itself, uh, I, I realized that people were not as fortunate as I was, and so. Um, trying to navigate the new U.S. system yes. without challenging. But later on, when I moved to Oklahoma, the, the services provided for the Hispanic community were not as easy. And so my husband and I took on the challenge of um, self serving the community. And, and so teaching people what it means to be an immigrant in Oklahoma, it has been not not in the negative way, but it, it has been challenging because someone has yes. to do it and there are not that many of us. Yeah. So all, all on its own has been uh, challenging and rewarding at the same time. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, this is this those questions allow us to kind of know who you are and um, allow us to get a better understanding. So uh, uh, you quickly talk about your uh, your upbringing. So, any favorite childhood memory you can share with us? My childhood, as I said, it was 10 of us. So, okay. it was very entertaining. Um, all of it, I can't, it was hard for me to think of just one single one. Okay. Because I was very busy all the time. I mean, I was in band, I was in sports, I was in <laughs> church. I remember leading one of the uh, Sunday school services, uh, the children's service, 
uh, bleeding and I was nine. So okay. that, that can tell you I was very active. And so I love my childhood. Uh, it wasn't easy. It was just entertaining. And, no, no. And this is this is also very, very good information. So now what is the most thing you are proud of you accomplish? I'll say staying married for 28 years wow, and, raising, <laughs> and raising three amazing children. My kids are, are just amazing. I might be the mama and uh, that's why I feel that way. But they, they are um, now they've completed their uh, college education. My, my baby, she is in her, she's about to start her senior year. Okay. And in in um, the U.S., that is not as easy. Okay. Hispanic, and and so keeping on on being the second generation of being college students, but also being a good um, citizen, contributing to the society. That that's already a, a, an accomplishment for me. Now, on the professional side. Uh, I have been awarded and uh, acknowledged by several human rights institutions and um, I was in 2020, I was selected as one of the top 50 women making a difference here in the state. Wow. And this June of 2020, I was selected among the uh, 51 community leaders in the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> Wow, this is great accolades and, and congratulations. So now, one thing I, I feel like I need to ask you is, there's a process to embrace your purpose. So I call it embrace your calling. There's a process and most of us, we, I don't think we, we agree at the first sight to go, oh, this is great, let me go. So take us to what happened and or did you realize that okay this is your path and you have to embrace it in 2008 we were asked to plant a church my husband and i were have been involved in church since we were little and and, okay. and so in 2008 it was finally the time throughout all that time i kept saying no <laughs> it was challenging just thinking of being in leadership the, the i mean the lead pastors or the planters yeah. i thought that that was not i was not good enough mm -hmm. until the lord spoke to my heart and he said you are not good enough i will take care of you and i will be leading you and so that's what's going to help you so i had to depend on what the lord was going to do and so until today, we're still serving the, the uh, people in the area. And uh, later on, I did uh, choose to go back to school and, and continue my education as a non-traditional student and as an adult pursuing a higher education degree. And I was gonna choose one school. And then wow. uh, I was already, I had already a full ride scholarship to one school, okay. Christian school. And okay. so I thought it's already taken care of. And then the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, no, you're not going to that school. You're going to this other school. Well, and, and I said, no, <laughs> how am I going to afford it? And he said, I will provide for you. And I will give you this uh, example and I'll, I'll have you go through this and you'll see that it's me telling you. 
and that mm. was at six in the morning, one morning at eight in the morning of that same day, it was being confirmed exactly the way he said it. And, and so everything changed in my life, but oh, I knew that it was the Lord guiding me on that. And so I went ahead and I, and I was obedient. It was a very challenging moment because I had to change everything that I had worked for in two weeks. Mm, wow. And yeah. it was in me opening doors. The Lord had already opened doors from then on. It has been one goal after the other goal reached. And I know that I've been empowering people because the Lord has allowed me to go through those doors and to this day. Um, I am also the current reigning Mrs. Guatemala for Oklahoma. Yep, I know, I see uh, that. 2022, and, and I was hesitating to be involved in that because as Christians, we think, well, that's worldly matter, so I shouldn't get involved in it. And so the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, the doors that I opened for you, you go through them because I opened them for you. You didn't do anything to earn it. Wow. And so, here I am living a purpose, uh, purpose life. Wow. And what you said is so important. And I want to go like um, dive deeper on it. If you allow me to, it's just to, okay. I know this is a big process, but can you tell about, can you tell us about your state of mind? I know. Yes. There was a, because I feel like, and people will agree with my statement about faith. If you if you if you use faith, you have to be courageous because you're not seeing it, and you have to take action. So tell us what happened for you. I know you said that um, this is a path that God allow you to go on, but us as human, we have some doubt. How did you navigate those doubt? Um, I cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But I've also asked the Lord to equip me with the right amount of faith. Okay. Because in my humanity, I can be drowned. In His strength, yep. I, I can have all the possibilities and my vision can be opened wide enough where I can see what He sees in me. Because mm. I being a, a person that was born in a foreign country having an accent i was preventing myself from enjoying all the opportunities and and i was so critical of myself and perfection was holding me from moving forward and so every time i the lord presented me with another opportunity i said well i might not be perfect i might not do it 100 percent right but if I do it, you will take care of it. And, and so asking him to take care of it and guide me and, and just tell me one step at a time and trust, trust him one step at a time, not wanting to see the end results, but wanting to trust him in the process. Wow, wow, well said, well said. So we had a city Oiliana today with uh with with us on our podcast. This is the Divine Prepared Podcast. We're excited to have her. So we have more questions for her. Before further ado, we will go to our commercial with Dasis Facility Management. What comes before making a smart decision? Choices. A smart choice is the best option, which is who we are. 
That's why our clients expect more from us and, in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. All right, that's it for team management. Would they manage your property with a variety of services? Call them now, 617-237-0106. Or go online at www.dacusfm.com. That's is.com. All right, so, Sadie, very excited, but we're going to go on a fun journey. What was your dream job in high school, college, and now? Well, I tell you, God had a plan for me. <laughs> I uh, wanted to be a interpreter at the United Nations building in okay. New York. And so that, that's why I chose to learn foreign languages. Moving beyond, I, uh, with the church, I've been able to help lots of people from Latin America. Okay. So I was, I was going to the right path. In college, I got involved with uh, lots of people from the international community. And, and so now I get to be the multicultural office director for the Oklahoma Historical Society, especially mm -hmm. working with the international community, the multi, multiple uh, diverse heritage and historically underrepresented communities here in Oklahoma. Wow, but um, I see that you <clears throat> you have an associate in, um, in business. Um, from Oklahoma Community College, and you also have a business college degree. So, why, why for, why going for business? Because, although we like to serve the community, we also need to know how to serve the community in the most efficient way. Yeah. And and when I do remember when Jesus said that he was taking care of his parents for his father's business. Okay. And so we need to be wise and, and be able to be a good administrator. So when you think of Joseph, when you think of uh, all the people that were in charge of yep. either people or um, goods, they had to be helpful and thoughtful and have a good uh, organizational skills. And so that's why I thought, okay, what business is going to help me be taking care of the Lord's business? But I also did a minor in nonprofit, and I also did a certification um, Lean Six Sigma uh, from engineering. Okay. Um, the business was focused on supply chain because we, I, I see the the need of looking at the big picture, but then Lean Six Sigma allows me to see into the detailed version of all the, the what it's included in the business side. Wow, and I, and so. So now, and I'm glad you mentioned that because me personally, I, I own my own business and I also work um, full time as an instructor. 
and I feel I see the difference and I think it's very beneficial for whoever has the the drive to be a business owner but um let's go with um what is a piece one of one piece of advice you would give to someone studying their career career now don't expect to know it all it was hard for me to choose what i really wanted to do just uh, do one one thing at a time and focus on one segment first before you move to the other be resilient finish one level at a time so i started with the associate and i thought maybe that's it but then the opportunity came and i took the next level and another opportunity came i took the next level but i completed the previous one because those that sense of completion will help you feel like you're capable and so don't don't um, let challenges um, discourage you from okay. moving forward but instead okay. finish one little at a time one step at a time and that will keep you motivated to continue to the next level so um i will follow i will follow up with this question what is one thing you wish you know before you start your career i don't have to have it figured out mm. there's can no you, way can you can you go deeper on that <laughs> i really wanted to pursue a career that was gonna be it but then i had to trust the lord that he knew better than me Mm. And and so I kept thinking, and I keep telling kids now, there is such a degree that is called undecided, because <laughs> we sometimes don't know what we want to do, and so the undecided is just the beginning, and you don't have to have it figured out. Um, you'll find your way, and especially when you have the, the assistance from the Lord, you'll find a way. He wow. has it for you. Wow, you said you you giving me like great topics now because you're saying there's a degree called undecided and which is true because at the end of the day, uh, maybe ten ten years ago you would never dream you'll be where you are now, right? And how do you keep going? So now how do you keep going to move towards the 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 right path? How do you do that? So what was your experience? If there was an opportunity and somebody else has done it, then I was a human just like the other person and I had an interest on it and I knocked on the door. If the door opened for me, I went ahead and went through that. There were some no's and, okay. and I didn't take it as personally. I, I didn't think it was because I wasn't good enough. I okay. just thought that was not the right path the Lord wanted me to follow. And so I'll just wait for the next opportunity. And does that take it, take one opportunity at a time. So so now this is a great um, transition for this question. Who has been your most important professional mentor? I've had several. Okay. Um, I've asked several people for guidance. Um, I, I When I went into the, uh, but there's an elite business, uh, JCPenney leadership program at the uh, 
college business. Okay. The assistant in there. Uh, I mean, I I came with her with so many questions, and I asked questions. I don't know it all, and, and so she was very helpful in the process. But also, I rely a lot on on the word of God. I mean, when I see the, the person of Jesus, he was a pioneer in so many things. Yeah, and. And then I asked God, why is it that there were so many, so little women in the Bible? And okay. because I wanted to be like those instrumental uh, human beings in the Bible. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I looked up to what they did. I've read the stories of um, Catherine Coleman, okay. um, the um, generals, God's Generals book. That was so good. Um, there was one book, I'm trying to think of the name, um, uh, something about the verdict, Josh McDowell. Okay. Um, where I personally did question the Bible, the truths of the Bible when I was a teenager. I wanted to know the truth. Okay. And, and so I went and, and did my, my research. Every time I came back with, yeah, it is true. It is true. <laughs> <laughs> and so, the, the word of God has been instrumental, uh, but then human from the human beings, the the people in charge of those programs, have uh, asked for help. They okay. are willing to help. So, and and I, I think this is important to hear that a mentor is important. Um, so, I, I just I was introduced to a new concept lately. They call they talk about coaching. Do you have any coach in your life or are you being somebody who's coaching people or do you use a coach? It's a two-fold question. Are you using a coach and are you being used as a coach for other people? Both, both. Uh, being part of several leadership programs allows me to be in contact with very thoughtful individuals. And, okay. and so when I have questions, important questions, I go to them. And then on the other end, I'm also always trying to help. And so right now I'm, I'm mentoring the group of contestants for Miss Fiestas here in Oklahoma City. It, it is a leadership development pageant and I am mentoring them on the cultural side. Okay. But I'm also part of several other organizations that I'm trying to always bring in my perspective and collaborate because uh, we're stronger together. We we can accomplish more things when we work together and putting our skills to to the benefit of society. And so because both ways. Yeah, and, and like I said, because I feel like we we as individuals, especially Christians, rely on the Lord, but <clears throat> the Lord use people. They he lift up others and iron Iron, 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 right? Is that the way they said? And you can help people by your experience. But um, my my question is, why why did you had to question the Bible? Is it because of curiosity or because of lack of, um, or you couldn't relate? So what was the reason that kind of urged you to research more on the Bible? Because it's not logic. When when they're telling you Jonah, 
was swallowed by a fish <laughs> and he survived. <laughs> How can you explain that logically? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> You're right. There are so many things that don't make didn't make sense, um, and I was a good student. So, uh, thinking of science, I mean, how can the sea stop at one end? What made the solar system work? <laughs> yeah, um, there were so many things that didn't make sense logically, and so I started digging deeper just to see if that was true. But what did you find out? All of it is true. Yeah. <laughs> and then my faith. I mean, uh, when you compare it to, uh, so when you do the timeline of history, the just yes. regular history, the atlas of history, yeah. and when you look at the beginning, the places that are mentioned in the Bible, and then you look at where the beginnings are in in just regular history. Yeah. The timing matches. The location matches. Matches. Yeah. And and so you just I was just comparing apples to apples as to the locations and being more uh, objective, not yes. feeling to the spiritual, but the, uh, the the logic of it. Wow, this is this is important, and I, I wasn't. <laughs> that's one thing I said every time we had a guest. Every guest has like a unique gift or a unique lesson to lay on our episode. And you definitely take us to understanding the Bible and your position in terms of those questions you've been asking. And I feel like this is a great opportunity for people or our listeners to see that you can have questions, but do you go into doing research and then ask questions around to people who can definitely help you? So my next question is about, you said... Don't let perfection hold you back, because I feel like we we try to be perfectionists in the world in anything we're trying to do. Uh, me, I grew up in in Haiti, Haitian, and in the, my school they wanted you to do everything well, um, great, and even and I was having that conversation with a friend. I said, if you have the idea, just go with it. Things gonna fill like, like fill filling the gap. You don't have to have all the answers right away. But if you, that's like faith. Put your feet, you know, your first step. So can you kind of detail and go deeper on why you say perfection can hold you back? Um, I get you on trying to do your best. I. Honestly, I did try to do my best from what I remember. I was in honor roll every yeah. year I, I can't think of. I, I tried my best. Uh, there was a year where I stopped doing my homework. <laughs> it was eighth grade. Okay. I started skipping school. Yeah. And guess what happened at the end of the school year? I failed. Yeah. And my mom would not allow me to just retake some classes. She had me retake eighth grade, even though the previous years I had been on a roll. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, and so I learned my lesson. But what I got out of it is that I had a second chance and that I wouldn't let anything else pass me by. Okay. And, and so from then on, I uh, took every opportunity, even if it was a, a small opportunity. 
I would not let one small opportunity pass by. And then we come to think that we are the ones coming up with those ideas. Hold. Mm. When you're thinking of some creative ideas, don't think that all of them came from you or I. I don't think they came all from me. Sometimes I wake up with this random idea. Idea, yes. I was sleeping. How can it come from me when I was asleep? <laughs> yeah, it comes from someone else. Not yeah, it was, it was downloaded. It's like um, Jacob. It was downloaded to your brain, right? <laughs> yeah, this isn't. This is interesting because you said, and the way I'm trying to um, rephrase it is like you, you were. Um, opportunity chasing te- te- in terms of like any opportunity that appears in front of you, you don't let it go, right? Don't you However, think? However, it has to be related with my main core. Oh, we can, do, we can yes. do. There are so many things that need to be done in this on this earth. Yes. Yet, uh, I do. I do follow along uh, the 2030 goals from the United Nations to end poverty around the world. Yes. And, and I selected three of them that I identified most with. And and so from then, the the opportunities that come if they are related to my core principles, okay, then, then I follow them. It's not like I'm going to be chasing for every single item to do. Cause, I mean, there's only so much energy I can have. Yes, and 24 hours in a day too. So, um, how do you? Or can I say, or do you focus on your main core? The reason I ask is because it's the same related to um, embrace your calling. Or do you highlight your main core? Because okay, I, so, yeah, go ahead. Um, the the commandment of love God, yep. love your neighbor as you love yourself. So yes. those are my three yeah. main values, my my uh, internal core principles. From then, if there's something that will that I will honor God, yes, I will do it. If that's something that will help me let my neighbor feel loved, yes, I will do it. Okay. Will it be something that will allow me to feel accomplished at the same time that I'm loving my my immediate self, which is my family, and that will not prevent me from enjoying my personal life? Yes, I will do it. Um, I just gotta find the balance in my my day, and will it be fulfilling, honoring God, helping others, fulfilling myself? Then that's that's as much as I can do. I mean, um, some of the uh, goals, the 17 goals from the uh, sustainable goals, yeah. are helpful to filter down into the many options. But I go back to the commandment of loving God, loving my neighbor, loving myself. Wow, great, great answer. So like, let's say we're talking about somebody who's not Christian and they don't have the Bible as a as a guide. So how can they lay down their core values? Every uh, faith has principles. Yes. And when you look at all of them, because um, I had my study abroad to Asia, okay, and, and I met a lot of people from the Buddha, Buddhism faith, and I also have friends from the Muslim communities, and all those uh, faiths, beliefs, 
surround about being good to other people. Yeah. Being good to society. So if if you're being kind to people, that's important.、Uh, one thing that us Christians are having a, a a battle with is being judgmental, and so loving one another,、um, we we gotta season it and, and、yeah. be mindful about how we're treating other people, and showing God's love is our responsibility, regardless of what. People choose to do showing God's love is our responsibility and sharing His love. Wow, wow, well said. So、um, we're gonna switch before we get to hot topics. So,、um, as a busy woman, and I see you doing a lot in the community, do you have a safe haven or a spot that take you、um, to kind of reload your mind?、Uh, so, what, what is it? Is it traveling? Is it? Taking, spending time with my family. So let's see that that side of you in terms of、um, where do you go to reload when everything overwhelm and everything going on out the world now. Yeah, if my family is important, very important to me,、um, and then traveling, I, I try to make time to travel. Okay,、uh, that's the only way, especially if I'm going abroad. That's the only way I can really disconnect because I know that I cannot answer the phone, <laughs> and I turn off my messages during that time. Okay. So I make time to disconnect, and、um, after business hours, I learned that I need to wait until the next day when it's business hours to reply to messages. I have to disconnect at some point. Hmm. Important, important, and great advice. So, so we're gonna switch to hot topic. So, hot topic is a segment where we talk about subject that very taboo. People don't have a chance to ask people, and we try to get some answers. So, let's go with、um, time for hot topic. Hey, we back with Siri Oriliana. So she's leader, natural born leader. She's a、uh, she focuses on helping people, and she's a Christian. So we're gonna focus on asking her a quick question about、um, faith. Why do people think faith <clears throat> is not scientific? I really don't know why, because. When you、uh, read the the book of Job, and you try to explain what the questions he was asked, you can only expl- explain them through science. Galileo Galilei, he said that he came up with the the answers based on the book of Job. So how can we place those those two apart? So how can we think that our God is not a science scientist? Yeah, he created. Yeah, <laughs> that we're trying to negate the intelligence and the ability of a, a perfection、uh, because I, I don't see the reasoning behind it. But when you start learning about how science works, you start understanding even more how God works. So, and some people have this、um, tunnel vision. 
as um, a Christian or Buddhist or any religion you might be uh, um, part to or part of. Um, why? And you, the reason I'm gonna ask you this question is because I feel like, yeah, being a Christian, most people would stay away from that, right? So, yes. how did you connect both worlds? I understood that there's people inside of that environment that needs God, that needs God's strength. And sometimes we want to be very good Christians being inside the church. Yeah. <laughs> But how can we reach the unreached by not being in their lives? And and so those are the places where I have been able to minister to people that it's in need. And it's giving me access to people that so religion as something negative and when they get to know me and i show the god's love not the judging god but the loving god they want to learn about more about him and 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 they're being i mean i can tell you so many stories about it and they've come forward and asked for help and asked for prayers i'm telling you in 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 the right before a surgery right before a a medical test uh when the relative passed away when christmas came about they didn't think of anyone else it was me because they wow. were the only christian they knew in those in that environment wow this is so powerful very powerful and thank you for sharing so and and my next question would be definitely about the bible is where we don't have people and especially i'm thinking men or women they're not being inspired by any character in the bible and why do you think is is this why do you think more people are not being inspired by all those characters all those great leaders in the bible but they they want to look for other people in the world In my experience, from people that I've talked to, we've had people coming from different parts of Latin America, and they come here. They knew the the judging God, the the punishing God, and when they came to the U.S., they felt released from that judging God. Okay. And they started leaving, however they really wanted to leave. So they never met the loving God, um, and so with that sense that's the same the god they knew is the one they they shared mm. so they didn't share about joshua being the leader yeah they, they didn't share about the all this uh powerful i mean leading people paul i mean yeah. he changed the the culture of an entire yes. continent and it continues to change our mentality on how things are done the apostles okay And the more you read about them, the more inspired you can be. But th those are not the ones that we're talking about. We're talking about seeing all the time and perfection. We're talking about the extremes. Yes. But we're not talking about the individuals that made it to what it really is. So we're not telling the whole story. And so until people get to know those people's like you and me, those individuals that are loving God, not because of he's not not because we're afraid but because he's got lots 
good things to do with us. To do, yeah. And <clears throat> and I feel like this is a big and this is our mission too to kind of spread the world um, of the gospel because most people, more people need to hear it. So my next question is definitely for education. And as Christian, we feel like some people they don't value education because they think it's in conflict with their faith. And as a as a accomplished individual and a leader, and I think and your resume definitely promote education and faith. How did you how can you convince us this is important? Um, and I'm still trying to think of the book. Uh, I think it's a truth that demands a verdict. When, when you think of um, Daniel in the Bible, yeah, and, and the three wise uh, men, yeah, that, that were with him, they were not just random people. They were educated, highly educated, and they spoke multiple languages. Hmm. When you think of Moses. He was highly educated yes. and he spoke um, multiple languages. When you think of those leaders, they were educated. And and so the the faith community, it's and when I was growing up, I was told that I didn't need to learn all of that. Well, how can we be helpful and be relatable and and speak to what the people's needs are we don't know what they're talking about we need to be mindful about the uh social uh, awareness yeah we need to understand their their hearts but we cannot understand their hearts if we're all constantly in conflict with their beliefs Mm. And so we're talking to the superficial because we're not going deeper into what really, what is the real need. Mm. And, and so we were taught just to think of the superficial, not really the internal needs of the people. And so we, we need to look at life from all perspectives. And education has helped. I and mean, people has studied for so long about being a psychologist a sociologist yeah. the numbers the letters the there are so many fields out there and all of them are helpful and so we have in addition to all of that we have god's word i mean we're just going to be complete mm, wow <laughs> well said i think you did great on the hot topic i don't think you sweat not even for a second you were calm every all your answer was spot on and definitely great great answers and we had city Oliana today with um divine perfect podcast on our episode uh we get into the end of this um great conversation so any any book you will recommend our audience well i was recently um, given provided with this book it's called faith through trial mm. it's a true true story of hope and survival okay. by dr than van anderson and bruce baker okay she was a vietnamese immigrant to oklahoma but she first lived in some other states 
uh, during right before the fall of Saigon of 1975. Okay. She went through, I mean, racist comments, um, educational challenges, but she later became the director of the World Languages Department for the Department of Education here in the state. She created so many venues for uh, newcomers to wow. uh, improve their lives. In main, this is an autobiography and she's going through her third type of cancer wow. with uh, strong in her faith. And so she's telling you how can someone go through trial and still maintain um, there's another book, uh, Becoming, from uh, Mrs. Obama. Uh, Mrs. Obama. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, the work that she did in public service, the, the work she's done, it's it's very inspiring to me. Um, the On the spiritual side, I read every single book from Catherine Coleman, because she changed how the spiritual uh beliefs were in the 1900s and the, the position of women in the ministry and uh, I mean I, I'm constantly reading new books I can I've been called a pioneer and, and an immigrant um, <laughs> uh, advocate um, no. a social entrepreneur because I'm reading up and I start one book and I read it because if not, I'm not going to finish reading it. So I try to start it and, and finish it. No, definitely. And so now, is there a question you wish you wish I asked you today? Um, yes, I want you to know where I'm at. I, I am. I work for the Oklahoma Historical Society. Wow. And okay. the, is the place that it's a government entity okay. that collects preserves and shares the history and the culture of Oklahoma and its people. Wow. And so we have so much. Have you heard of um, Buffalo Bill? But yes. Yes. We wow. have that museum in here with Bonnie oh, uh, wow. Bill and all of that. Um, have you heard of Will Rogers? He was a comedian, but he was a satirical comedian uh, based on, uh, took on some politics. Yes. Uh, but he also was one of the pioneers in aviation. Wow. And so the, the, the airport is named after him. After him? Oh, definitely. And we have one of his museums. And, and so we oversee those, those museums. The museum. Wow. So it's all about the culture and the people, and I can take you on a fun ride. If I have the chance to be in Oklahoma, I'll definitely be, be um, giving a, um, a heads up that I'm coming your way. So uh, we're getting at the end of this great opportunity we had with you city oliana very great opportunity very great um conversation and i think um, people will definitely have a great content in terms of knowing who you are and how did you strive to your path so last word for you thank you so much for having me and and i hope that many people can relate to this and if you'd like to connect with me please do so i'd like to chat with you as well all right so we had um cd oiliana on our episode with divine public podcast please subscribe to our channel youtube and you can listen to 
our podcast on all major platforms. You can go on www.dppodcast.com. Please subscribe to the channel and share and comment. And this is Eddie Darcius with Divine Purple Podcast and Sadie Oliana. We had a great time. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you.